from Movies That Made Us on 90.3 KRNU. Today, we will be discussing Barbie and the Magic of the Pegasus. Thank you, I forgot what the title was. <laughs> That's alright. After her family and kingdom are cursed by Wenlock, Annika sets off on a quest to build a wand of light from a measure of courage, a ring of love, and a gem of ice lit by hope's eternal flame. Will our heroes be able to defeat Wenlock and save the day before time runs out? Absolutely. This is Barbie and the Magic of the Pegasus. It was the uh, second original film plotline. I think it's one of the wildest ones. Oh, yeah. It's a roller coaster from start to finish, and it's great for every moment of it because it's so original. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it that I can think of. And the color palette is so unique. It's gorgeous. And it's like the it's color palette. It's very bisexual. Palette. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the color palette of like Barbie Swan Lake, but with a darker tone in parts. Exactly. Especially the mysterious forest area and the Wenlock's castle mm-hmm. is also another the dark green and like muddy tones. It's a very beautiful movie as well. Yes, definitely. And it is honestly a crazy roller coaster of a film that is unique and awesome from start to finish. Boy, oh boy, is it a wild time. Oh, yeah. But it's excellent in the way that it executes things. Exactly. Yes. Barbie and the Magic of the Pegasus was the sixth Barbie film on our list, coming out on September 20th of 2005, directed by Greg Richardson and written by the iconic Elise Allen and our newcomer, Laura McCreary, who doesn't go on to write any of the other ones. And honestly, I think she brought the flair. Yeah, I agree. But Elise Allen is also the writer, one of the writers behind Barbie Fairytopia and Barbie Swan Lake, which I think makes sense because both of those tones and themes are kind of carried throughout this one. But in this one, this is the one where we have our first sassy angsty barbie yes we do barbie is a teen and she's wearing it proudly she does not agree with her parents and she's going to let them know about it by saying and i quote you're ruining my life which what emo teen has not said that sentence at one point it's not fair you don't understand anything (laughs) you're ruining my life Or any teen, for that matter. And it's one of her first lines. Yeah. She goes out to skate in daylight. She's not missing curfew or anything. On her birthday. On her birthday. She comes back and her parents just didn't want her to be out. Yeah. Because they have trauma. mm -hmm. Which is, I think, so funny because of the fact that they don't want her going out when her sister was taken from their castle. Yeah. What is your qualm? What is your beef? What are you doing here? Clearly your kids aren't even safe in their own home. So why are you worried about them outside? For those of you who don't know, Annika has a sister. Her name is Brietta. She's incredible and we love her. But on her birthday... I think her 18th? We don't know a day. We don't know a year because I thought it was weird that it was on a birthday, and I feel like it makes Wenlock creepier if it's on their 18th birthday. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna hope 18th. On Brietta's birthday, we're gonna say 18th birthday, Wenlock, this evil wizard, shows up and is like, hey, you're beautiful and should be my wife. And when she's like, ha ha, no, he just turns her into a pegasus. 
Yeah, and then she flies away to the Cloud Kingdom, which is gorgeous. Yes. By the way, she goes to the Cloud Kingdom, and then her parents just have another kid. Yeah. (laughs) And they also don't tell Annika, hey, you have a sister. Yeah, which is so weird to me, because she doesn't know she has a sister, which means they had to have had her afterwards. 18 years later. Yeah, or had to have had her, like, up two years before yeah. Brietta was taken. So still quite the age gap between those two. Yeah. Even though they don't look it. No, they look <laughs> like they're maybe a year apart. Yeah, they look like the same age. But Brietta lives in the Cloud Kingdom, which is absolutely gorgeous. And it's also where we get our iconic three little girls. Our triplets. And Yes, and in this one, they ride on little pegasuses, and they paint the clouds. They paint the sunset, and it's important to the plot. And the sunrise, too. Yes. And it really is important to the plot. And it's also such a beautiful scene. It's gorgeous. Can you imagine painting a sunset real quick? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and especially, oh my gosh, the little one of them, I cannot remember her name. I'm pretty sure it's the the blonde one. Yeah. Yeah, the one that falls asleep and is just like lazily painting the sky is such a vibe i love her (laughs) she's iconic but that's where we get our three iconic repeating girls yes and in the cloud kingdom is also where brietta takes annika when when wenlock comes to take her comes to take annika yes on her like 18th birthday (laughs) which is the timing this dude has like he's one of those weird internet people who had a countdown mm -hmm. to the 18th birthday of celebrities yeah yeah that's exactly what it is that's Wenlock's vibe and it's creepy and we don't like him it is and he also very he he mistreats his his wives oh my three wives yes and he turned them into trolls Mm -hmm. actual trolls yeah and it's just so sad. And then I I love their their power move at the end, but we'll their get revenge. to that in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That's where Brietta takes Annika when Wenlock comes. And that's also when Wenlock freezes the entire town and is like, three days, marry me or they all die. Yeah. But he doesn't say die. It's just like frozen forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he means die. And so she's trying to figure this out, and she's like, I don't know what to do. And the Cloud Queen is like, well, I mean... Wait, no, it was one of the three little girls. They were like, what about the Wand of Light? And she's like, the what? And then Brienne was like, it's a lost cause. I've been looking for it to try to turn human again. And she's like, human? And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of your sister. Yeah, that (laughs) sister reveal was so casual. It really was. And Annika was just like, um... What? Cool, so I have a sister. <laughs> um, Slay. And then they go on cool little adventures together. But then they go and try and find all of the pieces for the Wand of Light. And the first place that they go is a forest. Also, we neglected to bring up one of my favorite animal sidekicks, the polar bear named Shiver. Shiver. Yeah, let's talk about Shiver. I love her. I know some people find her annoying. And I totally get that. Because she's like a boo. From from Aladdin, where she likes to take things when she knows she's not supposed to, mm-hmm. and then it gets everyone in trouble. Like, that scene in the ice castle is just like that scene in the sand cave from Aladdin. She goes and she takes the things that she's not supposed to, and then it collapses on the inside, and they have to rush to get out on the flying thing. It's the same thing. It really is. 
which kind of sucks because this movie came out long after Aladdin, like 10 years after almost. But anyways, <laughs> we we love Shiver, even though she takes things she's not supposed to because she adds just so much character to the film. And she's like our little comic relief moment. Our comic relief moment. She really likes shiny things. Yes. She, same. <laughs> that was set up, and I think that's her only defining character trait. Yep. She likes yep. shiny things, and then she shivers, even though she's a polar bear, which is how she got her name. Mm-hmm. Yep. The end. Yep, the end. Oh, and she really likes Aiden. Yes. Which, I mean, same. Uh, this polar bear swoons. <laughs> this polar bear swoons. She embodies all of us. <laughs> Because we stan Aiden in this house. Basically, Aiden is our love interest in this film. And we meet Aiden in our first dark forest, where they go to the first place to try and get a measure of courage. And they, oh my god, I just love this scene. This scene is why I showed, this was the first Barbie movie I showed to my boyfriend. And he ate it up. But basically what happens is she goes into this forest with Brietta and with Shiver, and then they all get caught in this trap, in this net that hooks them up to a tree, and then they're like, get us out, get us out, help, da, da, da. Um, how do we get down? And then Aiden comes along, and he just like, is all smirky, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? Um, only fools are in this forest. Yeah. yeah. He's a very smug individual. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, if only fools are here, what are you doing here? You must be a fool. And I just love their banter. It's incredible. It really is. They're one of like the first couples to have chemistry. The first three love interests could never. They pale in comparison. They really do. And it's weird because Aiden's voice actor does a ton of other... I think he was Rapunzel and Swan Lakes. No VA. way. Yeah. He's so also he leveled up. Yeah, he leveled up and he's also Prince Louis in the Twelve Dancing Princesses. No! Wait, no. In the Twelve... <gasps> no, oh. not Twelve. Wait, hold on. I think it's Barbie and... Hang Prince, on. Prince Louis in the Three Musketeers? Yeah. No! I hate him! I hate him too. And that information oh. was awful. I didn't like knowing that. So this is this man's only good role that he plays in the Barbie movies. (laughs) Yeah, he plays Aiden and he plays it well and then kind of gets worse, but... Yeah. That's not his fault, that's scripting error. It's true. Error. And he is so, so good as Aiden. I love him. I have never been more attracted to a man with a gambling addiction before. (laughs) And that's his whole backstory, which is so cool to me. Please explain. Okay, so gambling addiction's not cool. But what is cool is the fact that they have a diverse backstory for the love interest. Because usually, in the past, Barbie and the Nutcracker, Barbie as Rapunzel, Barbie of Swan Lake, Princess and the Popper, all of our love interests are princes, or kings, in King Dominic's, Dominic's sake, or Julian, which he slays, in Princess and the Popper as well. And then Fairytopia didn't have a love interest yet. I mean, really. I mean, Nalu was there, but he's he's not for her. So Aiden was our first love interest that wasn't a prince in his own right, because Barbie was already the princess, 
and he had a backstory of how he like gambled away all of his family's money when he was trying to make them richer and pay back his debts and so now he's wandering the forest trying to find ways to pay back his debts so he can go back to his family and not be a disappointment to his father which I think is just a very interesting backstory. Yeah. Because other ones don't have that. They're just a prince. Yeah. That's their only quality. Mm-hmm. Except in Princess and the Popper. Princess and the Popper is excluded from this narrative. Yes. Also, I love I love our, I love a Taylor <laughs> reference. So our boy, Aiden, is played by Mark Hildreth, who played Stefan in Barbie as Rapunzel. He played Prince Daniel in Barbie of Swan Lake. Dominic and Princess and the Popper. Yes! <laughs> Sorry, I love King Dominic. And Prince Louis in Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Okay. And obviously Aiden. Okay, so he played two of my favorite yes. male love interests. So, he played my two favorites. Yeah. But he also played Louis. So, I mean, you take what you can get. But, King but. Dominic and Aiden? Yeah. anyways back to our plot line Aiden then comes on their little quest with them and cuts them down and then shiver she falls down this slide thing that goes right into this ogre soup bowl this soup pot he's gonna make soup and then this slide goes right into his little soup pot and then Annika obviously goes after shiver because uh no polar bears left behind and Aiden's just like, what is she doing? And Brietta's like, you'll get used to it. Brietta's known Annika for a day and is already fed up. Oh, she, yeah, yeah. She already knows the vibes. And so how they get the measure of courage, she had it all along. It was her little hair ribbon that she used to get them out. Mm-hmm. And also just that whole scene was a cinematic masterpiece. masterpiece. Absolutely. And then they go on their way, and they're trying to find the, what was it, the gem? Yeah. Is what they're looking for next. And they go to our creepy guy, who's in a bunch of other movies. The creepy antique dealer guy in this one. And he basically tells them nothing. And He gives them a map. He does give them a map, but she also trades her ice skates for it. Yep. Kind of lame. But... They get a map, and then they start going toward it, and then everyone's exhausted, and so they take a break in this cave. When they wake up, they see a sparkle happening on a nearby glacier, and Brienne is like, I can fly. So they're all like, we'll check it out. Okay, let's go. And then that's where Shiver takes the extra gem, because it's like, take what you need, but never from greed. Mm -hmm. And she's greedy. She likes sparkly things. Yeah, but Aiden also takes one. But not from greed. Not from greed, because he also needs it. And doesn't he get it to pay off his debt? Yes. Originally gets it to pay off his debt. That's not what it's used for later. Yeah. Then they go back to that cave area and rest, and they make the the staff part is the ribbon Mm -hmm. in the Wand of Light. And then the gem thing is the sparkly thing at the top. And then the arcane focus for us nerds. Thank you. (laughs) And then the thing that's holding the gem to the staff is the... Is the ring of love. Yes, the ring of love. And... That's made from Brianna's crown. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we get the idea from Shiver. Yes, we do. 
Very slick. Uh, Shiver actually does kind of play an important part in her own way. But then once they, like, get everything, they're going to go get Wenlock, and it's, like, this whole thing. Because he catches them first, and she tries to use it against them, but you can't use it in anger. You can't use it for a bad intention, right, to hurt anyone. So it fails, and then he gets them stuck under an avalanche, and then... Yeah. And then Aiden? And then my boy shows up! Yes! Aiden leaves after he gets the gem and does the welding of the staff because he's kind of like, you don't need me anymore. And he leaves for a hot sec, and after the avalanche... shiver cries. (laughs) I wept. (laughs) Me too. After the avalanche, he comes back, and... I love how Brietta said, we can't dig, it's impossible, and Aiden is immediately on his hands and knees trying to dig Annika out of there. And he eventually gets her out of there and is cradling her a little bit and says, I I never never should have left left you. you. Annika, I never should have left you. And The scream I scrum. (laughs) Every time. It gets me every time. I love him. That's the moment I fell in love with him. Right? And then they take take her back to the Cloud Kingdom, nurse her back to health, and the bloopers from this scene. The bloopers from this scene are incredible. The bloopers for the whole movie are are incredible. The ones specifically from this scene when they're trying to talk, but they just can't stop laughing at each other. And one time he turns around and he has a big red clown nose on. It's hilarious. I think that the bloopers are significant to this film because they further demonstrate the chemistry that these two characters have together. Their back and forth banter and just the sparks. You can feel it through the screen. And they show that even the quote-unquote actors have this chemistry. Yeah. And we love that for Barbie and Ken. (laughs) After all that happens, Barbie starts back to health. We have a big boss fight. Where Mm -hmm. we get a dress transformation. And a really cool ice skating scene. Yes. We find out that Aiden knows how to ice skate, which Barbie's introductory scene in this is her ice skating where she finds Shiver. So He loves that he knows how to ice skate. Me too. (laughs) Honestly? Yeah. (laughs) I watched this at 8 a.m., but I was blushing. (laughs) As one does. Yes. Aiden does that. (laughs) He makes us blush. It's a thing. <laughs> As you can tell, we are extremely giggly over this man. Yeah. Um, and you know what? He set our standards really high. This is an introduction of Ken being a very slay trophy husband. Yes, because as we all know, Barbie is everything and he's just Ken. He's just Ken. He's just Ken. But in this version, Barbie is everything and Ken has a gambling addiction. <laughs> I will never not make that joke. (laughs) And at the end of the boss fight, Barbie gets an incredible dress transformation, and we see Wenlock destroyed. He is turned from this powerful sorcerer into uh, a balding baker. Yeah, he turns into a, a little scrawny incel. Yeah. And then all of the all of his three past wives, who he basically turned into his slaves. Yeah. Right, and turned into trolls to wait on him. They all turn back into princesses again, and they're 
they boss him around. Yeah. And it is so slay. It's so slay. It really is. And they're like, you know what? Paddle faster. Double time. Do my nails, too. Do my nails. Massage my feet. While rowing. Figure it out. (laughs) Figure it out, because that's what he did all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were basically throwing his words and commands back at him. Mm -hmm. Wenlock is definitely our, like, embodiment of misogyny. Yes. In this film. And I feel like this end scene is all of the girls taking that power back from him and throwing it in his face. Actually, no, spitting it in his face. Good. Yes. As they should. As they should. As they should. And also, there was something that you pointed out earlier when we were talking. You brought up that Wenlock sounds a lot like Wedlock. Yeah, it's bad. It's a rough time. He marries women that are barely of age if they are at all basically to be servants for him out of wedlock which an interesting thing to do for this barbie movie just because everything about it there's gambling involved there's oh there's so many darker themes throughout Mm -hmm. this movie way different any other barbie movie previously and even like the ones after it don't touch it like that Mm -hmm. and to be like hey don't marry a man out of wedlock because he's going to not be kind to you is a very poignant lesson Yeah, for a Barbie film. And it's one that I think Barbie is not a stranger to because Midge was a doll, mm-hmm. the very first pregnant Barbie, who, who was a very controversial doll mm-hmm. because... Parents thought Midge supported teen pregnancy mm-hmm. and that Mattel and Barbie were advocating for that. Wasn't she not a teen, though? She was not. People were just like, this is a teen. Lame. Lame. Also, we stan Alan and Midge, and we are very excited for the new Barbie movie in yes, which Michael Sarah is playing Alan. It's a bold choice. It really is. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see how that turns out, because Michael Sarah only plays one character yep. in every film. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to see what happens in we July. We will. Still very excited, though, because, as you know, this is the Barbie movies that made us, and they're continuing that with Margot Robbie. Yes, they are. We love Margot Robbie in this podcast. Also, I definitely want to talk about, I don't know if it's an end credit scene, but it's the ending scene where they're dancing and, um, like, ice skate dancing in the Cloud Kingdom. Even the ogres there. Yes, I love him. It's one of the blooper scenes. Ollie, we love him. I know the when Ollie's there, it's one of the blooper scenes. But that just dancing moment. It was gorgeous. It really is. And you know what? I want someone to dance with me like that. Honestly, same. I'm in a four-year-long term relationship, and I still want someone to look at me the way way that Aiden looks at Annika. I need that banter in my life. (laughs) I have that banter in my life. It's just not with someone I'm dating. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But (laughs) this is a Barbie podcast. You are not here to hear about our personal lives, really. (laughs) Yeah, it's a whole thing, which is very funny. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone needs some spark, some banter in their life, you know? And that's just, that's that's what Aiden gives me. That's what Aiden gives me. We also, I don't know if it's an after credit scene, but we see Aiden returning home mm-hmm. as this prodigal son who probably married Annika. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely now, alluded to. It's alluded to that he's now a prince, and mm-hmm. Annika did mention 
that for his services for welding the staff and he welding got, like, her. He got a special title. He got a special title and quote all of the gems he could carry. Yeah, was what she was going to pay him to with. To pay back his family. And that his too. dad looks so happy. His just dad to looks see him. so happy. He didn't happy. even care about the money or about anything else. His he was dad, just happy to see his kid. His dad didn't care, and he says something along the lines of. I have always loved you, and I will always love you. There's mm-hmm. nothing you could do that was wrong. Yeah. And Aiden has this prodigal son returning home moment with his new partner. Girlfriend, Anika, wife. Who's to say? And it's such a cute moment, but also I feel like it hits hard for the queer viewers, and I feel like Barbie's audience, if you... If you Slay. If, they, <laughs> if these were the Barbie movies that made you, you probably grew up queer. It's true, yeah. It's true. And especially if you watched Diamond Castle, but we'll get to that in the later oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> and having that moment, that moment did actually make me cry when I rewatched this because I did not have that when I came out to my family. Yeah. So seeing that moment was just it healed something in me. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing you want your parents to say. Yeah. Is the I will always love you. And to have someone not say that is heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, definitely. But to see that love shown so deeply on a children's movie. In 2005. Is, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it leaves me at a loss for words. It's, it's a tearjerker, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And I think because of all the reasons that we've stated previously, I think I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 Bickles. I was originally, I was thinking about giving it a 9, but then I was thinking and I was like, you know what? Magic of the Pegasus, man. I had this on DVD when I was a kid and it came with the 3D glasses that had little Pegasuses on the side. And when I say 3D glasses, I mean the iconic like blue eye one, red eye one, like 3D glasses. And it was just one of those movies that I watched over and over again. And then with everything with Aiden and the plot and just just everything about it, I think I'm going to give it a solid 10 out of 10. Incredible. 10 out of 10 bibbles. 10 out of 10 bibbles. We're in our bibble scare. Our bibble scare. We are in our our bibble era. (laughs) Our bibble era. (laughs) So originally, I prep all my stuff ahead of time. I took notes while watching this movie and I gave it an immediate scale after. But that score is an 8 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Yes! (laughs) Because I didn't realize how much that returning home scene meant to me until Mm -hmm. we started recording yeah and the banter it's i'm in a complicated situation and that banter really hit home and gave me hope so i get that (laughs) so it's a 10 out of 10 it just it's incredible and he's such a good guy annika's such a well-written character Mm mm-hmm Shiver is a little annoying at times, but yeah. I can I can work around that. I can squint. And just the the love interest like interaction, the romance between the two characters is very believable. Yes. And it's also it just feels so real. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly like something that one would aspire to have. Exactly. And so I think exactly like what you said, I was originally going to give it like an 8, 9 out of 10. As we were talking about it, as feelings were getting re-brought up and I was thinking about it, this is a 10 out of 10. It's our first 10 out of 10 for both of us. Yeah. Like total. Because what did you rate Princess and the Popper? I think that was an 8. And then 
I think Fairytopia. I think Princess and the Popper was a nine. Fairytopia oh, yeah. was a four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, this one is your first ten out of ten. Yes, for right? me, uh, Princess and the Popper. In case you couldn't remember, I rated twenty out of ten bibbles because this is my scale and I decide how we <laughs> how it works. Okay, our scale. This is our scale and we decide how it works. Mm-hmm. And I said that it's a twenty out of ten bibbles. So this is my first solid ten out of ten. Yep. This is this is probably in my top three favorite Barbie movies. Agreed. One being Princess and the Popper, two being Twelve Dancing Princesses, and then three being Magic of the Temple. No, you have so, them right. I do. Yes, that's incredible. <laughs> Just the top three. There's this Barbie ranking bracket on TikTok, and I noticed that I only got stumped when it was picking Princess and the Popper versus Twelve Dancing Princesses or Twelve Dancing Princesses versus Magic of the Pegasus. And it, it kind of just solidified my ranking. Alright. It confirmed it. It confirmed it. Good. So, Thank you for listening to The Barbie Movie Set Made Us on 90.3 KRNU. Next week we will be discussing Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Mm-hmm.